the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the 14th District of North Carolina and the city of Hammond. We are acquiring massive parcels of real estate under a shell corporation so we can reopen three large factories. Ostensibly, we own this district. We think we can operate at the same regulatory and wage levels as China and eliminate shipping costs. And your government will cooperate? We also own the most important resource of all, a willing candidate. Candidate? Your elections are unpredictable. Mr. Zhang, there's something you need to know about American politics. When you've got the money, nothing is unpredictable. Welcome to the main event. Well, in the past, this has been the case. If you have the money, nothing is unpredictable. But today, well, we'll see. We'll see. There's a lot going on to talk about in this country. And what's going on with uh, our elections, with our economy, with everything going on. And uh, I'm going to talk, give you my, my version of... My version of all the stories and my opinion on it. But first, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender, located in the city of Marino Valley. Also offices in Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and the city of Orange to service all of Southern California for all your real estate financing needs. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And one more time, toll-free, day or night, 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me and you don't want to talk on the phone, you can get me the cyber way. Go on uh, edhoffman.net, click on Apply Now, fill in the form, put as much information as you want, give, tell, me the, tell me what you're looking for, and you'll hear back. And how much information that you're looking for from me. And uh, you'll hear back either from myself or one of my teammates. Alex Rojas, Randy Sampius, Matt Bradbury, and now one of our new uh, new members, uh, Justin Clark. Um, if you want to hear anything replayed, replayed on this, uh, hear something that you want replayed, you can also click on listen to the main event at uh, edhoffman.net. Or you can get me on uh, iTunes. Go to uh, iTunes on your iPad, your iPod, your iPhone, your iWatch. Your computer, or uh, and just uh, search Ed Hoffman. You'll see my podcast. You can subscribe for free, meaning once a week, will uh, it'll download to your device, and you could listen anytime you want. And now most of the new cars have uh, have Bluetooth, or they have a uh, thing to plug in your plug in your phone in the radio. So if you're not driving an old car, this will be like seamless, and you could listen anytime you want, just in case you're not up early as nine thirty on the on Saturday, or uh, you know going somewhere at 4 o'clock on Sunday or up late at 9 o'clock on Saturday. You can hear it any time you want. You can also get uh, get on uh, uh, am590theanswer.com. Uh, they have podcasts now, and you can get the main event. 
Um, you can also follow me at Ed Hoffman, at Ed Hoffman, at Ed Hoffman. It's pretty easy. Um, I am not Ed Hoffman of NASA fame, um, but I am Ed Hoffman of the main event and Wholesale Capital. And you can uh, visit our Facebook page at uh, the main event 590 and uh, and like it. And like it. So, hey, what's going on this week? Uh, the stock market, you know what? I, I have a I have some people that have been calling me and say, what should they do? Um, you know, and I don't ever talk about the stock market very much. I don't talk about, I don't talk about anything but politics very much. But, you know, uh, what I do for a living is help people finance and help give people uh, some kind of guidance. And uh, I'm kind of a money guy. And uh, so some people uh, have been calling me. Um, if you want my opinion, I've been telling you for a long time that the stock market, everything that's the, the, the Democrats want to tell you how good Obama's doing, how good the economy's doing because the stock market is so high. The Dow, the Dow's gone from like 8,000 or 6,500 in 2008 at the lowest point up to 18,000 a couple of months ago, or maybe a few weeks ago. And, uh, now this, this in the past two weeks, let me just look at my ticker right here and I'll tell you what it's done in the past, uh, in the past week. Let's just say the past month. Past month went from 17,000. Let's go three months to make it even worse. Uh, 18,144 down to uh, today. It's a, it went down as low as 15,666. What's that mean? Uh, 3,000. That's almost 20%. Almost. So if you got $200,000 in your 401k, you lost almost 60 grand. Wait, 20%. You all lost almost 40,000 bucks. I don't know about you guys, but if you're if you if you're getting closer to retirement, you probably not a good time to be uh, getting close. And and of course, the baby boomers are all getting close to to retirement. Um, Forty thousand dollars is a big hit. Twenty percent of twenty percent. Now it went from it went from eighteen thousand, and uh, a week ago it was down uh, sixteen sixty six six sixty six. Dropped two thousand point or at uh, oh I'm sorry it's at, it's at sixteen thousand six oh three so a week ago it was at uh let's go two weeks ago uh, anyway it was up about two thousand points a week ago and then it dropped two thousand points and now it's back up back up a point and everybody goes hey it's recovering I told you what's causing this stuff what's causing this stuff well number one the the employment isn't isn't uh, strong enough to support a big uh, a big economic comeback the uh the gdp isn't growing fast enough to support an economic comeback and what's what's driving this in my opinion is you know back in the old days you had people have stockbrokers and you called your stockbroker and said buy or or sell and they they had a guy on the new york stock exchange and they had those little tickets that you've seen in all the movies and they're and they're bidding and it's and it's and it's crazed chaos on the New York Stock Exchange floor all day long, and then at four o'clock or four thirty, everything's over, and they clean up all the little slips, and and uh, you know, let's go have some drinks and get our blood pressure back down. And uh, today, everybody's uh, everybody's um, trading day trading on their computer, so it goes so fast. So there's guys out there that have you know twenty thousand bucks, and they're in there, and they're and they're buying stocks at they're buying stocks at uh, at twenty five dollars. And then it goes up to twenty dollars and twenty five dollars and fifty cents, and they trade it and they sell it. And in one day, they went up. You know that goes up uh, what two percent, two percent in a day. And if you got twenty thousand bucks, two percent is what four hundred bucks a day. So if you're if you're if you're making little trades like that, you know you buy and you sell and you buy and you sell from minute to minute, and it's just people moving money around. And you know it's a zero sum game, as they say in the movie Wall Street. It's zero. Money doesn't. Nothing is. Nothing is created. Just some people. Some people are losing it, and other people are gaining it. So 
it's really not making the economy go up. It's just the craze of the of the emotion. Stock market dropped two thousand bucks, and everybody went back and said, "Hey, we're getting bargains. Let's go buy." And then it jumped right back up. And then some guys are selling. Let me just ask you this: Does this make you feel comfortable to put your money in? This guy called me and just sold a house, and he's moving out of state. He's probably listening, and he's uh, he wants to know, "Hey, I got a hundred grand. I don't want to sit in the bank doing nothing." Do you feel comfortable? He wanted me to refer him to, to a financial advisor, but do you feel comfortable putting in into the stock market? I don't. That's why all my money's out, and I've been telling you guys, get it out. The 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 drop is coming. How about uh, how about gold, silver? I don't. I'm not a big fan of either of those. No. Why is the cost of silver down so much? I don't know because you know Robert Kiyosaki said in one of his books about five or six or ten years ago. Silver is a lot, probably a lot more uh, likely to make bigger gains than gold. But the craze of gold pushed it up to 1900, 1900 and now it's down, I don't know, or 19 bucks, uh, 1900 bucks an ounce. Now it's down to 1200 or something. You know, it's uh, the intrinsic value I hear is about six or 800. Uh, you know, the, the value based on what it costs to get it out of the ground. <clears throat> Do you feel confident of that? And how boring is that? And let me give you a little piece of investment advice that I gave him. You know what? If you have 100000 bucks, you can buy $100,000 worth of stocks. Or you can buy $100,000 worth of gold. Or you can buy $500,000 worth of real estate. And for some reason, he heard that, st- that the, inter- the real estate values were going to drop. I don't know where anybody heard that because in general, most of the loans that are going on right now are full documentation. And people are putting down payments and the values are going up. I don't expect them to go up like they did in the in the early 2000s, but I would expect they're going to keep on a steady rise. Okay, so if you make if you put your money in stocks and you make a 50% return, you made 50,000. If you put your hundred thousand dollars in real estate and you make and they go up 50%, you made 250,000. If you make a if you double your money in in stocks, you went up a hundred thousand, and if you double your money in in real estate, you went up five hundred thousand. You know why? Because you're leveraging other people's money, you're leveraging the bank's money, and the bank is putting up 80% of the money, you're putting up 20%. They don't want 80% of your, of your return. They only, they only want the percentage on their, on their loan. So what is, where would I put my money? I put, in real, put it in real estate. Here's the other part. When you want to spend some of your profits in, uh, in gold or silver or, or, uh, or stocks, you sell, it, you sell your asset, you pay your capital gains, and you, have to, and you get rid of your asset, you have to pay your capital gains. With real estate, you can just refinance and pull some of that money out. You don't. You still have your asset, and you don't have to pay any capital gains because all you did was borrow some of it. So, what is my take on this? Buy real estate. You know what? It's you know even if it's even if it's not that huge of a return on as far as uh, if you're buying stuff at full price, and I'm buying stuff at I'm buying stuff at at lower than lower. You know when I when I was doing my seminars, I show people how to buy stuff that's beat up. Don't buy anything at full price in this market. Look for the stuff that's beat up because you can buy something that's beat up, put ten, put ten or fifteen thousand dollars into it, and put fifty or sixty thousand dollars onto the value. And those are the deals that people aren't rushing to buy because they're ugly. Find find some ugly properties and buy them, fix them up, and rent them out. If you need some help with that, call me eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. Okay, let's get let's get to what's going on in politics. I'm tell I'm telling you the. Do smart things with your money. Think about this stuff. 
And I said, if you send you to a financial advisor, he's going to put you into stocks, which I don't trust, or gold or silver, which is boring and doesn't move very fast, or he's going to put you into something in insurance policy or an annuity, which to me, I don't care what the tax savings are. You don't make any money on anything anyway, so what's what's the big deal about saving the taxes on your earnings? So... Uh, uh, and there's and there's a huge surrender charge at the beginning, so that's the commission on the insurance guy. So what do I think? I wonder how much I wonder how much the sales charge is when you sell gold or sell silver because they sure sets, they sure are spending a lot of money on uh, getting William Devane to get out there and tell you how to how to swing your golf club and where you should buy your gold and silver. I just wonder how they get how they pay for that. Would just seem to me common sense would say that uh, that the uh, there must be a huge commission on those things, as there is on insurance products. So why not uh, why not why not take the advice of someone who doesn't have any have any uh, uh, vested interest in it? Buy real estate like I do. So anyway, that's my that's my opinion, and you're welcome to it. So let's talk about what's going on politically uh, this week. Um, fueling more rumors that he plans to challenge Hillary Clinton for the Democratic Party's nomination for Vice President Joe Biden held closed-door meetings with key figures, including President Obama and Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren. Remember Elizabeth Warren? You, hey, you got a business? You didn't build it. Somebody else did that for you. You know, because you had to get your trucks over the over the public roads, and the public roads everybody paid for. Well, I don't think everybody paid for them. I think us taxpayers paid for them. And uh, and if you remember what that big thing that that got a bunch of a uh, uh, bunch of attention when Romney said, well, you know, forty seven percent of the people don't pay anything, and uh, and they're getting money from the government, so I'm not going to get those votes. And everybody go, oh my god, I can't believe he said that. Well, it was the truth. So, uh, so you know what? Who paid for those roads? Those of us that pay taxes. You know, you guys out there collecting a welfare check, you're not paying for the. You're not paying for the roads. You're not paying for any. Oh yeah, but I pay gas tax. No, you don't. No, you aren't, because you're using your EBT card to buy gas. So, uh, so you're using the EBT card, the taxpayers' money to buy taxable gas. And for those of you that that haven't been to Arizona, you know the price of gas in Arizona is about eighty-five cents a gallon less than in uh, California. That's because the taxes and the extra stuff that California does. Isn't it great how this state is run? More taxes, more regulations, and you wonder why Tesla put their battery plant in Nevada, and you wonder why Apple sent their sent their uh, production plant to China. I don't know. Think about this, folks, because you know who's making sense out there? Trump. So he's not the only one, but we'll talk more about that in a little bit. But uh, so uh, so Elizabeth Warren, so uh, Biden's talking to Elizabeth Warren. He's talking to Obama, and uh, you know because Warren was previously thought to be the viable candidate, the only other one that could that could uh, compete with uh, with uh, Hillary. And so he's taught, and we speculate that he's thinking that she might be his running mate. So uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign is uh, closely tracking his activities. But you know when they asked Hillary how she felt about it, she uh, she made this heartfelt, sincere, the sincere statement. Let's hear it. I just want the vice president to decide to do what's right for him and his family, and I don't think it's useful to be um, behind the scenes asking this or saying that. I've done none of that. And I just want him to reach whatever he thinks the right decision is. And he has to do that. And it has to be a really 
really hard one. And I was at his son's funeral. I mean, I cannot even imagine the grief and the heartbreak. I mean, Joe has had more terrible events than most people can even, you know, contemplate. Losing his first wife, losing his first daughter, now losing his son. I think everybody should, he, he, he has to do what he has to do, but I'm just going to continue with my campaign. I'm going to do what uh, I believe I should be doing, and he will have to decide what he should be doing. Phony, 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 phony. Oh, meow. Hold on. I have to go. Uh, uh, I got to go hurl because it's the, the, the hypocrisy of it all. I don't want to say anything behind the scenes because that's just not right. And I want him to do what's best for him. Now let me tell you why he's too messed up to be the president and compete with me, who should be the, who doesn't know how to tell the truth. Let me tell you everything that's wrong with Biden. Let me tell you, he his cat threw up on the rug, and he uh, he he's had a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad life. And uh, I just want him to do what's best for him. Oh, geez. So anyway, so uh, Bill Clinton said to be less enthusiastic about the possibility of uh, of Biden running. Politico reports that the former president is very agitated. I have some other words that are that I can't say on the radio that are are uh, probably more descriptive of how Bill Clinton is. But he's very agitated by the president's rumored attempt to challenge Hillary, according to the person who has spoken with Bill Clinton in the past couple of weeks. He's incensed at the press hype around it. It reminds me, I would, I would describe it more like how Cam Brady uh, from the campaign reacts in this little scene. Sometimes democracy moves with the stroke of a pen, and tonight Cam Brady will win his fifth term in Congress simply by registering for the ballot. That's the perks of running unopposed. Let's get this bad boy signed. Let's do it. <laughs> Hello, my name is Marty Sylvester Huggins, and I'm here today to formally announce my candidacy on the Republican ticket for the 14th district for congressman. I have uh, my check and my application and uh, my birth certificate all right here. Wait, what, what, hold on, hold on, what's going on here? Hold on a second, Cam, let me take a look at this. All this paperwork is here. Marty Huggins is officially on the ballot running for congressional what? representative of the 14th district of North Carolina. Are you kidding me? Hey, come on, Carl. Is this some kind of joke? Yeah, is this some kind of joke? Biden's going to run against my wife? Where's Monica? I need to cool down. So, uh, you know, uh, Hillary, no, nobody seems to remember about, uh, you know, last time Hillary actually had a job, she outsourced it to Monica Lewinsky. And, uh, you know, although uh, President Obama met with Joe Biden in a closed door meeting and sources say he gave Biden his blessing, Politico reported other sources saying that Obama feels Hillary is actually more electable. Uh, same sources say Obama believes Hillary is one one of. Uh, one of the more capable of keeping his policy legacy intact. See, what people don't realize is the people that want Hillary in there think she's going to be a third Bill Clinton uh, uh, term, when in fact she's more like Obama politically and she's going to be a third Obama. And that's why, Ob- that's why Obama would really rather her be in there, but he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to rain on Biden's parade because he's been through so much. 
he lost his first wife. I lost my first wife. That was a happy thing. And, uh, uh, and you know, I traded up. And uh, I didn't lose her to death. I lost her lost her to divorce thank god and uh and uh you know lost his lost his daughter and his son okay okay i'm not going to say anything bad about that cuz that is tragic but you know what the clintons the clintons and the obamas don't give a rip they don't really care did did hillary sound like she was sincere about that she's more like let's tell you why he's messed up so anyway Anyway, that's my that's my Hillary Hillary uh, thing for uh, my Hillary piece of the saga, the piece of the lies, and of course everybody's heard heard that uh, there's some survey out there that uh, the number one they ask people to what's the first word that pops into your head, and uh, when they said Hillary Clinton, number the first the most popular word that came up was liar, and the second most popular was uh, untrustworthy, and I don't remember what the third one was because uh, I don't care. I'll tell you what, I can tell you some words that I think about Hillary, but uh, I'm on the radio and I'm not allowed to say them. So uh, let's talk about, a lot of people have heard about this uh, Black Lives Matter crowd is protesting and shooting of another uh, criminal in Ferguson while ignoring a black-on-black crime that killed a nine-year-old innocent girl. Well, they ignore everything except for what they want. They don't look at reality. They just want to blame something on cops and blame something on on white people and call everything racist. But this uh, lady, Peggy Hubbard, African-American mother who has lived in Ferguson all of her life, made this video, went viral. I thought I was uh, I thought I was a. uh, the you know the razor's edge because I saw it on Monday and I sent it over to uh, my producer Dan and my publicist Brooke and said, "Here's a great great clip." For uh, for my show, and by the end of the week, everybody's played it. But let me play it anyway. By now, you guys already know what happened in St. Louis last night. Police officers went to those. Uh, pretty much, what they did was they went to execute a warrant for an arrest for a very very bad guy. When they came to get him. Instead of going peacefully, having his day in court, he decides to pull out another stolen gun, shoot at the police, police shot back, and he was killed. Within the same time frame, news broke out about a nine-year-old girl in Ferguson died in a drive-by shooting in her room doing her homework. She dies by a stray bullet to the chest. Last night, who do you think they protested for? The thug, the criminal, because they're hollering police brutality. Are you kidding me? Police brutality? How about black brutality? You black people, my black people, you are the most violent I have ever seen in my life. A little girl is dead. You say black lives matter? Her life matter. Her dreams matter. Her future matter. Her promises matter. It mattered. Yet you trifling are out there tearing up the neighborhood I grew up in. I was born and raised. I was raised by a single mother. Eight kids. This woman raised eight kids by herself. She lost one. One. 
because that boy did not listen and he died by the gun. You want to be upset about black lives? You want to be upset about police brutality? There is real police brutality out there, I'll give you that. But night after night after night on Channel 4, Channel 2, Channel 5, Channel 30, Channel 11, St. Louis Post-Dispatch, murder, 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 black on black murder. But yet you are out there tearing up your own for a criminal, for a thug, bailing out criminals and thugs. Bailing out criminals and thugs. You guys don't, you guys, they don't care. These Black Lives Matter people, they don't care about, about what's really going on. They don't care about the, the injustice to this nine-year-old little girl or anybody else. They don't care. They just want to cry racism when a cop kills somebody. Even if, you know, it's, it's, if you hear the whole video, the whole video, she, she talks about police aren't, aren't there to, they're not there to, they're there to protect and serve, not protect and die. That's not what they're supposed to do. They're, and you know, they're just protecting themselves. And the, you know, the thug turns around and shoots at him, and they shot back. And that's how it's. That's what the cops carry guns for to protect themselves from bad guys. So anyway, this all they want to do is cry racism, and uh, and it's it's. I'm gonna I'm gonna parallel this to something else that happened this week, but I'm out of time for part one. So first, we're gonna go to uh, you know five minutes of some uh, commercials and traffic and weather. And I'll be right back with uh, part two of the main event. Don't go away. I will be right back. And we're back with part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. If you need real estate financing and you want to deal with somebody with, a, with some common sense and a brain... Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free, 855-640-2020. You know, I didn't mention, you know, one of the one of the most misunderstood products that we sell at Wholesale Capital is reverse mortgages. If you're over 62, you have equity, and you want your house payment to go away, or you want to pull some money out and not have to make payments on it. Um, if your retirement savings aren't what you wish they were, but you got equity in your house, Reverse Mortgage is really an excellent product, and it's very misunderstood by a lot of you out there if you uh, need information on it, 855-640-2020. So uh, we left off talking about the Black Lives Matter people and their their racist uh, campaign to uh, blame everything on the white man, blame everything on the cops, because uh, cop lives don't matter, apparently. And uh, so I don't know if any of you have seen this thing that's, that's running around social media. I tweeted it out. A bunch of zebras, they say, hey, here's... I'm glad Cecil's dead, and they're, uh, the zebras are looking there. I'm glad, remember Cecil the lion? And then at the bottom it says, zebra lives matter. Hashtag zebra lives matter. <clears throat> so there's a, everybody's got a little bit of uh, their own little, their own little uh, concept. But let's, let's talk about what happened in Virginia on Wednesday. Um, Wednesday, tragedy struck in Roanoke, Virginia, after disgruntled ex-news anchor. They say disgruntled. They, all, all day long the, the news was saying, uh, ex-disgruntled employee 
Wasn't it? Wait, disgruntled ex. Shouldn't that be disgruntled ex employee? I don't know. So anyway, um, after disgruntled ex news anchor at WDBJ shot and killed two journalists on live TV. So Vester Flanagan, also known as Bryce Williams, that's his stage name, gunned down a reporter, Allison Parker, and her cameraman, Adam Ward. Murders happened during the live broadcast, and Flanagan also Brad. Co- so uh, he also broadcast his own YouTube video of himself taping himself. Raising the gun and uh, firing bullets at everybody and killing everybody. Uh, you don't really see very much other than the gun popping up and uh, shooting in uh, Allison, Allison Parker running. And then, uh, and then apparently he had to turn around and run after he fired all the bullets. Um, so, and then he, he posted it on social media using his own body camera. Uh, Allison Parker, 24, and Adam Ward, 27, both white, were pronounced dead at the scene. The woman being interviewed by Parker Vicky Gardner underwent emer- emergency surgery and was expected to survive. Expected to survive, but she lost one of her kidneys and part of her part of her colon, and she's gonna expected three months to get to to get over it. Two hours later, Flanagan shot himself in the head after a 200-mile police chase. But before he did it, he sent a manifesto to ABC News that spoke admiringly of mass killers and said that as a black gay man, he had faced discrimination and sexual harassment when he worked at the station. He also said that he was sent over the top to commit murder after being angered by the shooting of black churchgoers in Charleston, North Carolina in June. Let me see. He was angered by the shooting of black churchgoers in Charleston, North Carolina. Angered by somebody... Oh, I get it. I get it. Clearly racist. So he was angered by a white guy killing black people in Charleston, North Carolina in June. And an excerpt from the manifesto reads, Why did I do it? I put down a deposit for a gun on 6-19-2015. The church shooting at Charleston happened on 6-17-15. What sent me over the top was the church shooting, and my hollow point bullets have victims' initials on them. I don't know. This isn't white people killing black people, so I guess no outrage. Later that day, station manager Jeffrey Marks went on the air to describe problems that Flanagan caused when he was an anchor there. Let's play that. Vester was an unhappy man. Uh, he, um, we employed him as a reporter, and he, uh, he uh, had some talent in that respect and some experience, although he'd been out of the business for a while uh, when, when he was hired here. He quickly um, um, became, uh, gathered a reputation as someone who was difficult to work with. Would you say Joe DeShiel? Um, uh, he was uh, sort of looking out for people to uh, say things that he could take offense to. He um, and eventually, after many incidents of his anger coming uh, to the fore, uh, he, we dismissed him, and uh, he did not take that well. We had to call the police to escort him from the building. Since then, uh, uh, well, he uh, he then uh, filed an action with the um, Equal Opportunity Employment Commission, in which he made all kinds of uh, complaints. And there may have been one about Allison or, or Adam. I don't. I frankly don't remember. But about members of the staff um, um, uh, making racial comments. He was African American, and. Uh, None of them could be corroborated by anyone. Uh, We think they were fabricated. But just as an insurance policy, we went around and talked to all of our employees who might have been able to be um, um, 
exposed to this, and we have a pretty diverse workplace, and we got nothing uh, about that. And the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission dismissed the uh, the claim out of hand, uh, and um, that was that. Equal Employment Opportunity Program. Well, if anybody doesn't, if any, if there's anything wrong in my life, I blame it on racism. You know what? When we elected Barack Obama, white people and black people, except for me, I didn't vote for him. But there was a lot. There was a there was a majority of black people and white people that elected this guy because they thought he had some promise to do something. Had had nothing to do with his race because everybody that voted for him was all different colors. Obama should have been the end of racism. Hey. Black people, there's no nothing you can't achieve because the highest office in the whole world has been achieved by a black man and I've been elected by black people and white people. I'm everybody's president. But instead, he said, we're going to get some payback now and we're going to pay back for the last 200 years. And, uh, you know, and especially since Obama's half white, you would think you would think he'd uh, he'd have a little bit more understanding uh, for both sides. But apparently not. And now we've turned the clocks back. We've turned the clocks back to, you know, I want to, I like to say he, he destroyed, uh, uh, George Bush's legacy by getting rid of, uh, by getting rid of, by giving Iraq back. He destroyed Reagan's legacy by starting the Cold War. He destroyed Kennedy's legacy by, by, uh, making nice, nice with Cuba. And he destroyed, uh, Martin Luther King's legacy by, by turning the clock back 50 years on race relations. What a great president he is. You know who, you know who's happy about that? Jimmy Carter, because now he's second worst. Second worst president of all times, but you know what? Uh, but you know, uh, sources say that Flanagan's firearm, getting back to the story, was legally purchased from a Virginia gun store. But of course, some people already want to blame the gun instead of the people who used it. Hillary Clinton said, "Heartbroken and angry, we must act to stop gun violence, and we cannot wait any longer." Praying for the victims and families in Virginia, and the White House press secretary Josh Earnest. Um, basically uh, Obama's monkey boy, uh, also took the opportunity to blame the incident on guns and blame Congress for not passing what he calls common sense gun laws. Let's find a way to blame this on Republicans. Uh, This um, is another example uh, of gun violence that is becoming all too common in communities large and small uh, all across the United States. And while there is no piece of legislation that will end all violence in this country, there are some common sense things that only Congress can do that we know would have a tangible impact in reducing gun violence in this country. Yeah, there's only a few things that could reduce gun violence, and that's to take away the guns. Because if you, if you make a law that guns are illegal, everybody will turn them in, except for the people that are likely to use them in a crime. I know that, you know, if guns are illegal, I guess uh, I'd have to turn in my guns because I've got a whole bunch of them. You know what? I never wanted to be a gun owner, never really had interest in, in guns until till Obama just started destroying this country. And a few years ago, I started collecting a bunch of them. And uh, so I'm I'm fully, uh, fully ready for the zombie apocalypse if ever comes in. I'd stand in a gun shop and I said, you know, I could spend thousands of dollars in here on really cool stuff that I'll never use. And... Uh, doesn't mean I don't go into guns any gun shops anymore because I got a bunch of them, um, and I still go in occasionally. And I usually walk out with something uh, that I throw in the back. It's either more ammo or more guns or both. And uh, I'm hoping to die 
to die an old man and still have those supply of bullets there other than what I shoot at the at the firing range, which isn't that often because uh, I'm kind of spread kind of thin to spend a lot of time doing it, but I'm ready. I'm ready when the bad guys come. But, uh, you know, you pass gun laws, and that's the, the people that are the, – the, if you outlaw guns, the only people with guns are going to be the outlaws, and that's probably not a good thing. Why don't we legalize open carry in California and open carry everywhere and uh, – well, I don't know what that would have done to this to this uh, camera guy because he kind of came up behind him, um, and he only killed two people, and they both had their back to him at the time. So I don't know, but I would say uh, the mo- the majority of gun violence, if everybody was carrying guns, would be harder to be committed because everybody would see see what's coming and pull their own gun and stop it. So, uh, but you know what? The first thing they want to do is blame the gun. The gun didn't kill some gay black guy did. So should we ban gay people or should we ban black people? Because I, I don't think it was the gun. Or should we, uh, I don't know. Uh, whatever I say is going to be taken the wrong way. So, But you know what? It wasn't the gun. But I'd say, hey, the outlaws, outlaws on, the, on the black on white brutality out there and the police brutality. Talk about black brutality. Let's talk about... Gay brutality. Those gay people. Those gay people are sure so violent. They're always shooting white people. Anyway, that's uh, that's my take on it. I don't know if you think this whole the whole thing is stupid. If you watch the TV, if you watch the TV, it's just amazing how people are reacting. Now, now when you talk about how people are reacting, let's talk about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is stealing stealing all the uh, all the airtime from all the presidential candidates. I think uh, you know, quite frankly. I didn't think he handled himself very well at the debate, but every week he seems to be showing himself to be a more serious, more serious, uh, uh, a more serious uh, candidate. And as I said right after the debate, I'm not ruling him out. I just think he didn't handle himself very well, and he could have just shut up for the next three days afterwards and not been such a whiny baby about how 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 he came off. He should have prepped more. You know, he kind of he was kind of uh, shining. Hey, I'm not a debater. I'm not a politician. I'm not going to practice. I'm just going to go on and and talk like I talk. And uh, he probably could have had a little preparation. Might have made him come off a little better. So this this week, and you know, and, and I and I say, if it wasn't for for Trump not caring what who he who he offends, and Ann Coulter's book Adios America, maybe we wouldn't. Maybe this country would still be on the on the road to uh, to to over the cliff. Um, but now the conversation has really talked about it and talked about what's going on with not just illegal immigration, with immigration in general and some of the things that we've made a mistake over the last 50 years and the impact on this country. If you haven't read Ann Coulter's book, Adios America, get it on your iPhone and listen Bluetooth in your car because it'd take a long time to read it if you uh, read slow like I do. But I listen to it in my car and that will open your eyes to some stupid stuff that we do in this country. And uh and this week this week uh Donald Trump made a comment about why he's resonating with the crowds. So you have a silent majority in this country that feels abused, that feels forgotten, that feels mistreated. And it's a term that hasn't been brought up in years as you know. People haven't heard that term in many years. 
And it's sort of interesting as to why. There are all different reasons. But I think it's a very descriptive term. Every time I speak, I have sold out crowds. Every time I speak, I have standing ovations. Every single time. It's the silent majority. They want to see wins. They want to see us have victory. We're not having victory anymore in this country. Yeah, but you know what? What did you get out of that? Okay, he's talking about the silent majority. Those of us, those people that don't speak up and we just get abused. We're getting overtaxed. We're getting, you know, the Tea Party people. You know, Tea Party stands for taxed enough already. So, so you got all these people that are just saying enough. They're they're mobilizing the the uninformed and the misinformed kids to uh, to vote people to vote Obama in. Uh, most of the people have admitted the the black people voted for Obama because he's black, not because he's doing anything for black people, but he's just black, so he must be the right the right candidate. And then traditionally, you'll find the 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 people that have uh, fought for equal rights have been the Republicans. Uh, you know, what's that guy? Uh, I don't know, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, you know, freed the slaves, and uh, if you look at all the all the uh, all the civil rights acts, they've all been all been passed and fought passed by the Republicans and fought against by the Democrats. But you know what? <sighs> for some reason, it's just like it's just like Jewish people vote for Obama. They vote Democrat because they care so much about Israel. But the guy that they guy that they voted in is getting ready to destroy Israel by letting Iran have a have a nuclear bomb. Who openly says. Uh, death to America, and we're and our first priority is wiping Israel off the map. And yet the Jewish people keep voting him in. So I don't know. Maybe David Gruber was right. The American the American voter is stupid, and that's why and that's why they got Obamacare passed, and that's why we need to keep talking to change change the game. But uh, you know the funny part about this silent majority thing is now that now uh, the day after he said it. The black people are saying it's offensive because he's uh, he's talking about white people. I don't think he was talking about white people. He was talking about patriotic Americans. If you remember, the silent majority was something that was brought up by Richard Nixon, referencing the people that aren't protesting the war, the patriot, the patriots, the people that understand what's best for the country. And I'm not saying that Vietnam was best was a good thing for the country, but. That was the concept behind behind Vietnam, and they were they weren't protesting and calling the the vets that came back that just went and did what their country called them to do weren't calling them baby killers and and uh, treating them like treating them like trash like they were back then. So anyway, so continuing on with the uh, the the next thing, Donald Trump has a uh, has a press conference, and Univision anchor Jorge Ramos got himself tossed out of uh, Donald Trump's press conference uh, for standing up and asking a question when he had not been called on. Ramos rambled on for about 40 seconds, ignoring Trump's request for him to sit down. Let's hear the scene. Okay, who's uh, next? Yeah, please. Excuse me, sit down. You weren't called. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Go ahead. No, you don't. You haven't been called. Go back to Univision. Go ahead. You cannot deport 11 million. Go ahead. Trump. You cannot deport 11 million people. You cannot build a 1900 wall. You cannot deny citizenship to children. Sit down, please. You weren't called. I'm a reporter and I have one question, sir. Go. You cannot touch me. I have the right to ask a question. Yes, in order. I have the right to ask a question. Yes, go ahead. Thank you, Mr. Trump. Hi, Chip. Yes. So, for those of you that haven't seen the video, 
he's saying go ahead to the other to the other reporter he called on and telling Jorge Ramos the who won't shut up to sit down and remember uh, Univision had a contract with with him before he uh, made his comments about about the illegal aliens and they canceled the uh, Miss America uh, pageant broadcast or something to that effect and uh and this guy's from univision and he just wouldn't shut up and he's just trying to uh, grandstand and i thought he handled it awesome i thought this was one of those moments that's going to go down that, that we're going to see over and over because you know what he's not letting the he's not letting the press just steer him around the way jeb bush does that just says well what would you have done knowing what you know now would you have gone to war with iraq he should have said hell yeah i would i would they had weapons of mass destruction we didn't find them until 2014 but they had them we knew they had them and we also knew that they were harboring terrorists and it was the right thing to do and we did something really good for Iraq. But knowing what I know now that Obama was going to give it back, you're right. I probably wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have gone in. Or maybe I would, you know, it's hindsight is always 2020. But what they're looking, what the press is trying to get him to say is that, uh, he backs his brother 100% so they can say, Hey, you're the same as George Bush. And, uh, instead of, instead, he's not, they're not trying to get a, knowing what you know now. Well, knowing, what do we, what do I know now? There's no weapons in mass destruction. Yes, there were. We found them. It was in the New York Times, uh, the, one of the Democrat newspapers out there. But nobody knows that. Nobody talks about that because we all wanted to say Bush lied and people died. So, and that's, and those are the, the talking points that half the voters are gonna, are gonna remember. Okay. On the other hand, Jeb Bush being in the, in that situation, he would have started answering to to uh, to Jorge Ramos, and I could. And this is the kind of stuff that makes me think maybe maybe uh, maybe Trump is the only one with the with the with the guts or some other word to actually make some changes in this country because he won't be pushed around by anybody. So you know, I'm not sure. I'm I'm down. My my uh, my personal is I'm down to Trump. Carly Fiorina, Ben Carson, and Scott Walker. Everybody else, I think, is has ruled themselves out. But uh, but Trump eventually lets Jorge Ramos back in the room, and let's play that part. Do you know how many Hispanics are working for me? Okay, they love me. They love me. Do you know how many Hispanics work for me? Thousands. Do you know how many have worked for me over the years? Tens of thousands. Here's what happens. Once I win, you're going to see things happen. You know what they want? They want jobs. That's what they want. In Nevada, did you see the poll of the Hispanics in the state of Nevada? Did you see that? Excuse me. Big Hispanic population. I wiped everybody out. Hispanic. I I won the poll. Excuse me. I'm not talking this. I'm talking the only poll I saw. The one that came out, which was in the state of Nevada, I wiped everybody out. I wiped them out with Hispanics. You saw that. Right? Did you did you see it? Wait, did you see it? Okay, he's an honest guy. Now I like him. Okay. You and I will talk. We'll have plenty. We're gonna be talking a lot over the years. We will. We will. And you know what? I have to agree. Because you know what I had uh, I remember a uh I'm trying to remember who the who was interviewed, if it was a YouTube video, but you know Hispanics Hispanics don't don't usually come over the over the, the border looking to sponge off the system, although I won't say that they don't. Um, but they come over the border looking for work. And traditionally, the people that are sponging are not the Hispanics. They want to work. They want to work. They want to work. And when it comes down to Trump 
if he's the nominee, Trump against Hillary or Trump against uh, Biden or Trump against whatever whatever uh, delusional uh, socialist that they put up there. Um, bottom line is Trump knows how to create jobs, and that's that's what that's what America should want. And uh, and Hispanics typically are workers. And um, I'm trying to think of who did that. I should play that video so it doesn't sound like I'm being like I'm stereotyping people. But it's the reality. It's the reality out there. But uh, you know, so when when Trump gets up there, who are they going to vote for? Someone who's gonna who's gonna increase the uh, increase the the uh, the the entitlement programs or somebody or somebody that's going to create jobs and get them jobs because i don't think the people that are here care about more people coming over illegally i think they want to be here they want to stay here they want to have jobs and uh so i'm thinking that that's a good thing so uh anyway we're coming up on uh coming up on the next debate coming up on the 16th and now my second uh one of my second favorites well one of my first favorites one of my top two, three, four, Carly Fiorina is is getting a push back. Um, apparently, CNN, um, despite her rising poll numbers, Fiorina, as of now, would not make the cut for the debate on stage. Currently, coming in at the twelfth spot, based on the criteria placed by CNN. I want to know why is CNN making deciding who's gonna who's gonna be on the stage? If they're let's say there's only gonna be ten people, I think the uh, the Republican National Committee should should vote on that. Or take take whatever polls based on. I think this is the Republicans' uh, um, campaign, not CNN's. I guess they're maybe it's because they're broadcasting and they get they get to say so. But you know what? You're supposed to progressively get rid of people, and so get rid of the old polls, the old polls, and let's go to the new polls based on what we've seen now. Who do we like? And uh, let's do that. So uh, Carly Fiorina is apparently uh, jockeying to, to get a. To get in there, and hopefully she gets in because she's clearly, clearly the best debater, and she's smart. She's always on cue. I don't know for sure that we want a woman president, but if we're going to have a woman president, I want Margaret Thatcher, and I think Carly Fiorina seems to be the closest thing to it I've seen so far. And uh, you know, if she gets the nomination, I'm for sure behind her. And uh, when it comes down to the to the final few, I'll decide uh, where I'm going to put my money. Everybody's ask everybody's asking for donations and say, you know what, I don't want to give you donations, and then it just goes nowhere when you guys jump out. I'll tell you I had the Riverside or the Republican National Committee call me the night before the election last year asking me for money for Romney. And I go, "Why would I give money? Why would I give money the night before? Well, we're going to do this and do that and somehow she transferred me over to somebody and then I just hung up. And then uh they've been calling me ever since saying I pledged 200 bucks and I owed it to us. I, I don't know what what you're smoking. Anyway, I'm out of time for the main event. September 16th, folks, we're going to be uh, have the debate. Watch that the night after at the Riverside Convention Center. I'm hosting the uh, I'm, uh, I'm sponsor. I'm the main sponsor of the uh, event with uh, Larry Elder and Dennis Prager at the Riverside Convention Center. Then off to South Carolina to present a, a track chair to some uh, dis- disabled veteran that our company uh, donated a track chair to. It's a busy month for charity, politics, and good things. So uh, anyway, I'm out of time. Thanks for listening to the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman, and I'll be back again with you next week. Three 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.